Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of BSVP, Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, where we've got receipts, man. I am here on this solid good, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Trey, uh, to you, my co-host. How are you doing, man? Yeah, enjoy the uh, games last night. We had some NBA games since we last talked. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I know. I'm I'm as excited as you are. You can tell you can tell Keith's excited because he asked how I was and then immediately just kept going about how excited he was about basketball last <laughs> night. I I'm the same way. Uh, we had some we had some stuff come through. Finally, we had some of our picks get actually held up to the light, and we got to watch our Bulls grind out a win. So it it good good times in Chicago land right now. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we'll definitely break down some of that uh, some of that Bulls action. But, uh, guys, if you haven't listened before, BSVP is the, the show where we put our credit on the line, guys. We put some bets here on NBA outcomes, and we obviously see how they go. So we're going to start here with some betters remorse. And we actually have some stuff that did resolve. Uh, I'll start with I'll start with Mr. Trey here. Trey uh, ended up going one-on-one. He missed his free play. Um, I know you missed your free play by one leg. You had a, was it five-leg? Parlay? I had a five. I had a five yeah. leg for the free play, and the one I missed was a a four leg parlay. The Blazers let me down on both. I just yeah. one of them. I just needed the Blazers to win by two points. The other was six points. They couldn't even win. So yeah, all that all was, the other legs came through. Portland yeah. let me down there at the end. So it was nice to think I had it for a while. Yeah, that was rough, but uh, you came through, man. It's all good. You got the you got the Bulls minus two point five over the Pistons, so that's all good. The um, four league parlay that you you just barely missed was Bulls plus one, and that was a four four point parlay. Uh, Bulls plus one, Wolves minus point five, Blazers minus one point five, which is the one you missed, and then uh, Sixers plus point uh, five. So you hit all all the other three of those. So uh, man, that's rough though. But yeah, the Bulls minus two point five over the Pistons. We've been seeing it for weeks, guys. They came through. I know everyone um, that I ever heard about was on that play, so I'm glad that you know uh, the fix wasn't in and we got to hit that um, and, and we got to get you know get a winning bet here. Uh, myself, I went two and one. Um, I got Bulls minus two point five also, obviously over the Pistons, and then I had um, the Sixers and Pelicans uh, under two hundred twenty seven point five total points. Actually, played out perfectly. Uh, according to what I was talking about, which was, um, you know, I just don't know how the Pelicans are going to make offense uh, without Zion Williamson. I think they end up in the 80s, if I, if I recall, maybe maybe 90s for their total points at the end of that game. So um, they were just they were under by about uh, seven or eight points, I think. So, uh, yep, hit that one. That was a good call. My miss was uh, Pacers and Charlotte under 228.5 points. Um, I was planning on Gordon Hayward not playing. He did play and he got like 27 points or something like that. So uh, that didn't help at all. And, um, you know, that, it's all good. We, we missed that one, but uh, two and one, I'll take it. My uh, my parlay was actually I uh, was actually dead uh, the fir- very first night because I had the Lakers money line as my first, my first leg of that parlay. So all good. But we actually, we had uh, Mr. Stan Sun and Stephen Bagel on for our live show. And they did really well also. So uh, especially I want to go uh, and talk about Mr. Stan's son who had uh, Bulls minus 2.5. He hit, he hit that. He had Warriors plus 4.5 against the Lakers. He hit that. Uh, Sixers minus 3.5 hit that. And he also had a four-leg parlay, which he hit, which is always awesome. And that was at plus 12.58 odds. Uh, that was uh, Philly minus 3.5, um, Bucks minus 1, uh, Bulls minus 3, uh, Warriors plus 4.5. So 
Uh, he parlayed all of his plays that he had separately and then added in um, Milwaukee minus one. So four and zero, man. Well, th- I'll say three and zero in actual plays, and he hit his free plays. So he's 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 due for some some good creds there. Um, and he's going to be the leader on this show maybe for a while until we we catch up to that guy. But uh, Stephen also had, went two and one. Uh, Bulls minus two point five. He had he had Warriors plus four point five, just like uh, Son did. The one he missed was Celtics to cover plus one, but I feel so bad for him, man. That was uh, quite a game. Uh, they went into double overtime, and I know we were watching that a little bit, Trey. You had, you said you had a couple takeaways from that game. Why don't you hit me with what you were watching there? I I really thought the Celtics offense was going to come out and be a little more creative. From what I saw, it also might have been hero ball because, like we watched, the, like you said, we watched the Bulls first came in about. I came in I think about halfway through the third quarter. And Jalen Brown looked absolutely ridiculous. He, his his ability to just score in that mid range it, it was it was nuts. But the the Knicks coming through, I might have been wrong on the Knicks. Fournier looked like everything you could want from Fournier. And when Kimba's out there, he's going to be a good fit. The Knicks just they looked really good. Mitchell Robinson looked well. Time Ward playing 44 minutes, I think, is the big thing. Mm-hmm. He's only played. He's only had one game in his career before where he's played 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if if he's out there getting significant minutes, he he's a guy who you're gonna want to look at and stuff like daily fantasy. He's a guy that you might try and trade for in fantasy if he's low right now. He's just a guy that I think is going to have a lot of value in things if he can continue to put in the minutes. Yeah, they were without Al Horford in this one, so that um, probably helped a bit. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, Fournier, man, what, what really impresses me about the Fournier thing, or, or maybe depresses me, I don't know, was that he did it against the Celtics, who who had been waiting for this guy to have this kind of game for a long time. But um, I was actually talking to Mr. Justin Termini uh, over on NBA Radio. I, I shouldn't say talking to, but I did comment on his uh, Twitter, his tweet um, about Kemba or about uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, and Tatum just um, at times doesn't have the, the best decision making. And that's kind of a trend I've seen anytime I watch that guy play. Um, you know, like you said, Jalen Brown was just kind of going off and, and Tatum still tried to play a little bit of hero ball, I felt like, um, which, you know, didn't help the Celtics. But they did rally back and, and send it to overtime. So um, the one thing the other thing I did notice was Kemba Walker. Uh, I didn't think he I mean, like you said, I, I switched over after the Bulls game was over. So I watched the last quarter and a half or something like that um i didn't think he looked great out there uh trey i um especially in those closing minutes when you know the game was on the line and he i think he had a couple of very key turnovers um and then uh just a lapse on defense that last play of the of of regulation um he actually runs to the paint when there's an open guy at the three-point line and and they needed three to tie it up so i i would guess thibodeau couldn't be happy about that um that's those are kind of the things that stuck out to me um, but you said Kemba. You think he's? Uh, did you did you notice anything about him? Did he have a good game? Oh he, no, he definitely had that big defensive lapse, and I thought he looked a little tired there towards the end of the game when he started. Have, when he had the turnovers you mentioned, to me, I just think on offense it looked like he's going to fit well, just because he, you know, he he's a confident shooter. He has enough of a dribble to create his own shot, which is something the Knicks don't necessarily have a lot of other than Randall. And I think he's going to be fine when he's in there. I just, I think the Knicks overall just looked, yeah, 
they looked like a more complete team. Last year they looked like a they looked like a Bears team that would win by defense, <laughs> and now they look like a team that can win with offense or defense. And one thing that uh, <clears throat> made me happy as far as fantasy goes is Mitchell Robinson had a, a pretty decent game. He had a, a pretty vintage Mitchell Robinson game, shot the ball really well from the field, um, got a couple of blocks. So um, I think he wanted, had like 60 or 70 percent field goal percentage. So uh, just, a, just a typical – and that was a really good matchup too, Mitchell Robinson against, up against Rob Williams, two young bigs that play very similar basketball. So uh, it was a fun – it was kind of fun to watch. But um, what else did you take away around the league, man, um, at a – probably checked in on some box scores and, and, and saw some of the news. So what else stood out to you that um, from last night's games that kind of made you go, you know, scratch your head. I think Minnesota's for real, not, not scratch my head. I, we, well, yeah. we had bought the hype, but sure. I think they came out and just put it on Houston. Obviously Houston's not considered a top tier team, but you want your good teams to, to crush the not good teams. Edwards and towns both, I think put up 30. They, I, I expect them to continue to do well. I'm hoping that Vegas doesn't catch up to them for a little bit, and maybe we can get some value out of them being favored against teams that they're. I think they'll beat outright. Yeah. So Minnesota, over like just overall, whether it's Towns or Edwards for the for the daily fantasy stuff, I think they both looked great. Jaden McDaniel's I think had seven combined steals and blocks. Um, they just they were hitting on all cylinders last night, and I I think that's that's a team to watch and to see if that continues. We might be you might be able to get some value out of that. Yeah, yeah, we've been on that uh, Timberwolves hype train, and, and they they did look good. Now, one thing I will say to to kind of pump the brakes is you know they're playing the Rockets, which is a young, inexperienced team. Um, you know, lots of rookies on there and stuff like that. So um, I, I'm not pumping the brakes fully, but I do want to you know kind of say hey, take it take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, but at the same time, no, I, you know, they came out and did what we thought they were going to do. And that's, you know, put that young, that young inexperienced team under the, under the, uh, you know, they just went and, and beat them as, as, as mercilessly as they could. So, uh, speaking of, uh, of supposedly good teams against young inexperienced teams, we, you and I both watched the entire Bulls game. So let's talk a little bit about that. What did you, what did you get um, some takeaways there, man? What, uh, how did you feel the Bulls did? The offense struggled to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we both saw that. In preseason, the Bulls were facing a lot of defenses that were doing like the basic drop coverage on the pick and rolls. And Detroit is a scrappy defensive team anyways. And they were also giving the the new look Bulls a defensive look they haven't seen before with a lot with some switching different hedges and stuff they were helping. A lot. So what I really noticed is when the Bulls, when it came down to it and they were struggling, they ran the the Vucevic and Zach pick and roll with the empty corner. So Zach has that whole side to work with. And Vooch missed so many open bunnies that yeah. I think I think he's just due that uh, if you play like for fantasy purposes, I think he's just going to be I, – I think he was the guy who really disappointed last night. And he's mm-hmm. – but – when the chips are down in this offense, they go to the Zach Vooch pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I saw. That that was my big takeaway because you're going to get rhythm and things, but whenever whenever nothing's working right, what do you go to to try and score? And I I like the play. It seemed like they got a good quality shot almost every time they ran it. But man, the Pistons are scrappy. I think they're going to keep a lot of games close this year just because they're not they're not going to allow a lot of points. So I'm going to be looking at the under 
for the Pistons games coming up because I just I really like what they were able to do as a team defense mm-hmm. and the way they were able to they rotated well they communicated well and so they just weren't giving up easy buckets. Yeah, no, they had a lot more poise for a you know a team that's um I mean I think they had to play some of their the veterans a little bit more because Cade was out you know Cade Cunningham was out so <clears throat> it probably helped them honestly I was hoping Cade would play when when Cade was ruled out that actually kind of worried me a little bit more for my for our minus 2.5 line because that means a, a veteran's got to play a bit more and uh you know if we know anything about the beginning of the season it's that the veterans are are more prepared to play than, than the rookies uh, obviously we had a couple rookies go off chris duarte over in indiana with his 27 points and his, his his premier game man that's pretty impressive so um you know it does happen but uh when k was ruled out that kind of worried me a little bit with this bulls game but yeah um, you know, I saw some kind of the same things you did. A lot of bunnies missed, especially from Vooch. Um, the other thing I thought was um, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, on those drives, you know, he's expecting that that call, and there was some some bunnies missed and, and stuff that he's just kind of like falling over, expecting a foul to be called. So that worried me a little bit. Um, I think they'll get it sorted out, though, um, and I think it'll be, you know, a lot better um, the next go around. I think, you know, they could have easily hung up 120-plus points on this Pistons team uh, with all the buddies that they missed. I owed, uh, I don't know how to, I can't say his last name, to Soon Yomo. <laughs> I owe really impressive. The, I, I can't say it either. I need, yeah. to, I need to go practice it. I'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna we got to practice he, he looked really, yeah, he looked really well, really good. Uh, he had, a, I think, a turnover or two. I know the one where he was squared up in the corner and he just got ahead of himself. But he looked like he belonged out there. And I think him and Caruso as the back as the backup, I think, is a great pair. Because Caruso, he communicates so well. I think he'll help Io with all of like the little things that rookies normally struggle with or that take a minute to learn. I think he's going to just kind of speed up the developmental process. Um, I thought Caruso was maybe the second or third best player behind Zach and Lonzo, but he was, he happened to be a minus 11 on the plus minus last night, which again is not indicative of how he played. He was excellent out there, but I think him and Io are going to be a great backcourt pairing. Single, yeah, single game uh, plus minus is always a little difficult because there's just so many factors involved. Um, if you do it over a course of, you know, a long period of time, that's a little bit a little bit better. But um, but no, it's uh, I was going uh, for the easy shock value there. No, I, I, well, I, I undermined your your value there, but no, I'm just kidding. It's it's fine. Uh, no, it, it it was interesting. Um, my my takeaway here from Io was, uh, you know, once Kobe White comes back, I think he slots into that role. Uh, and and I'm, I can't wait to see Kobe White on this team because that second unit really does need that offensive punch. He's going to fit so well in that. Um, so if if Kobe White's hanging around on your wire and you got an open IL spot uh, in fantasy, it's someone I might you know consider stashing if you're in need of points. Um, really, it's going to be one category though. He's only going to put out points because that's really all Kobe White does. But he can do it in a hurry. So points and threes. And he'll shoot three. Yeah, I was going to say he'll shoot threes. Yeah. Uh, Kobe's usage rate over twenty percent. I think it'll yeah. be over. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. What was the last year? Did you look that up? I, I did not. I just happened to – I can look that up real quick. I just – that was no, something that popped into my head when you said he's going to yeah. come in and he's going to get shots. So I'll, Oh, he's going to get shots up. That's for sure. I wonder, yeah, I wonder yeah he after watching the game, you're 100% right. That that second unit really needed – he yeah. was at – oh, yeah, he was at 24% usage last year. So I think – I'm confident he'll definitely hit that if he's playing with the second yeah. unit. Yeah, I can't call BS any there. I think he will, too. I think he's going to end up with a lot of shots. I think Caruso is really going to set him up well. Caruso is just such a smart player. And um, I wasn't much of a fan when he was on the Lakers. I didn't watch him enough, obviously, because, um, 
yeah, when he's on the floor, it's, it's a total difference. So um, I was wrong there. Good thing I didn't have any bets out about that guy. Uh, no, but some other stuff around the league that really stood out to me. Um, Lori Markin starting at small forward at Cleveland. How do we feel about that? I, um, It's interesting, and I know – and I think it could work, but uh, I think Markin – I was looking at the stats um, as that game was happening He because I had him in some DFS lineups – he started out shooting at like 16, 17% from the field, of course. So, uh, you know, that didn't go so well. Uh, but I didn't get to actually watch any of the game and how that spacing worked. I don't know if you caught any highlights or anything like that. I, I didn't catch any highlights, but I, so I went to cleaning the glass to, to look at how the games went last night. Memphis had the, the most points per 100 possessions. They had 128 points per 100 possessions. They were the second best team at effective field goal percentage. But what kills me is they were also the second best team last night at getting their own offensive rebounds. So you had all that size out there for Cleveland, but they still weren't getting the rebounds. Yeah. They also what? Cleveland also didn't get their own offensive rebounds. They were uh-huh. they were some of the worst. So to me, what what was the benefits of having that size out there? Yeah. Well, we, we, we watched Markin plenty, and, I, and I've gone through and, and looked at his um, advanced stats. And I can remember that I've written some articles about um, Laurie Markin's, you know, contested rebound percentage just being absolutely dr- dreadful and lower than any of his peers. So um, he's not the best rebounder. It's not it's not something that he does. He's um, he's an offensive player. That's that's pretty. He's a, a one dimensional guy. Um, I think he could fit into a team and, and do well. I don't know if it's the, the Cavaliers. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to do well there. Uh, you know, I, I know he was planning on maybe going to the Spurs. I think he would have been great there. I think they would have really utilized his skill set there. Um, but, yeah, if you're going to put him out there and expect him to rebound or, or play defense in anyone besides, you know, another stretch four, it's going to it's gonna go <laughs> – it's got to go bad. You're going to have a bad time, as they say <laughs> on, on South Park. <laughs> I think he could play beside Mobley. I think he could play beside Allen and be yeah. – and at least stretch the floor and, you know, be serviceable. He can't play beside Mobley and Allen. Yeah. Like um, one or the other. You can't, the small fo- – Chicago tried the small forward thing a couple games last year when Vooch first came over. Yeah. And it's it's just not something that works. And it's it's not going to work for Cleveland. Uh, it would, it, I'd have to see who they're playing next game, but I, I, I would have to wager that they will not try that experiment again. Um, but I'd have to see if they're, who they're playing. You know, if they're playing somebody where the, it's like, you know, who knows. But um, like if they're playing um, someone who's not a good small forward at offensively, right. maybe, maybe they'll try it out. But uh, so anyways, the other thing that stuck out. Oh, I was, I was going to say from one former Bull front court player in a new situation to another, I really liked the fit for Wendell Carter with Mo Bamba. Uh-huh. Um, Wendell Carter didn't like playing the five. He mentioned that in Chicago, but Bamba stretches the floor enough that Wendell Carter's inability to do that, he can still work inside while Bamba does the outside. I know Orlando didn't didn't even come close to beating the Spurs, but I just I, I always kind of think of Laurie and Wendell Carter together, and I think Laurie's in a position to fail, whereas Wendell Carter was has been put in a position to succeed. And they both had really nice stat lines. Wendell Carter Jr., 13 points, 8 rebounds, uh, assists, and a steal. Uh, and then you had Mo Bamba have 18 points, uh, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and 4 blocks. I really wish I had grabbed Mo Bamba in some fantasy lineups because he was going near near the end of, uh, of drafts. And that guy, I mean, he's got such a unique skill set with the threes and the blocks. Um, and 
he shot 75% too. I mean, obviously he's not going to shoot three for uh, three for four from three point line every single game. Wendell Carter had a three also, which is uh, pretty, pretty nice to see. I, I'm wishing the best for him. He's a really good guy. And, and, you know, obviously he's a skilled player. Just, he had so many injuries when he was in Chicago, it just, just didn't work out, you know, and uh, we moved on from him, but uh, Wendell only had 19 minutes, only a little under 19 minutes. He only had a, a one foul. So, um, yeah, I don't I, know. What, I, I don't know what happened there. I just I watched the uh, the very beginning of it because I wanted to see how they looked together. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see why he got pulled. Uh, any any Orlando fans out there, hit us uh, hit us on Twitter and, and let us know what's going on. Any, anything else stand up for you? Um, you know, going around the league or, or anything you wanted to mention that uh, we had 11 games on the slate, man. So there's a lot going on, and then we had um, what was it two games to start the season, so 13 games. Anything else stand out to you there? I mean, there there's been a lot, but it's it's one game, so yeah. re- really, it's let's let's see how the trends go. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, one thing that stood out to me, and actually, we're gonna head on next to our next segment here, which is our BSBP locks. Uh, but one thing that stood out to me, Mr. Trey, was the Milwaukee Bucks against the Nets. Man, they look great <laughs> i'm on I'm, on I'm pretty much on that bucks trade again it's only been, like it's only been one game so uh we got 10 percent of my expectations but uh my first bsvp lock is uh going to be bucks minus two uh and i was at minus 110 odds so it's 1.1 unit to win one unit and it, it was minus two last night when i grabbed it which was um a little bit before the end of the nuggets game and then i looked again uh last night around midnight my time uh or maybe 12 30 and it had shifted to minus two and a half already so uh, people are all over this line. Um, I don't know if it shifted again this morning. I haven't quite looked yet, um, but I'll pull that up while you're talking, Mr. Trey. Though I think you're also on uh, Bucks minus two. Is that correct? We we are we are in step on that one. That is also that was also my lock. There's only three games, so it's not like we had a big variety to choose from. Yeah. But I yeah the Bucks they they were so impressive against the Nets, and it was the. It was the healthy nets, even though Harden seemed to look like he just fati- he got a little fatigued there towards the end. But the Giannis with his shot just looking so confident, his new free throw routine with the one, dr- he just looked he he looks like he I think he might win MVP again. I think the Bucks might finish with the like they're just playing with that with that freedom, yeah, of, of no pressure and it's oh, they are they're going to be tough to stop. Yeah, he um he's got some swagger about him. I, I love I mean the pull ups there um, were just insane. They were just so smooth compared to what they were even last season. So he's he's put some work in somehow or um or it just might be have, a confidence thing. Did you happen to see the side by side someone did on Twitter of Giannis's shot compared to Chris Middleton's shot? Mm-mm, I it looked. I'll have to send it to you after this. It's it looks like he's been working with Middleton because the that same pull up motion where uh, Giannis tucked his elbow in and it's. It's just really pretty to see, and it's it's amazing that a human that big can be that that fluid. Mm-hmm. I know we say that about Kevin Durant all the time, but Giannis is just he's yeah. a monster. Yeah, my um, so minus two uh, bucks minus two over the Heat, um, and we've talked a bit about the Heat, but you know, and I love the Heat. I love Jimmy Butler. Uh, obviously, you know, Bulls fan. He did some great things for the city, and uh, the guy just just gives a hundred percent every single time he steps on the floor. Um, produces in multiple categories. He's he's an all-around player. Um, but that being said, I think there's 
probably two people on the Bucks I, I'd rather have on my team uh, over Jimmy Butler. I'd rather have Giannis. I'd rather have Chris Middleton um, in, in, over Butler. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But uh, I think they both bring better skill sets for, for the modern NBA than, than Butler does. Um, he's not necessarily a shooter, which is something that really goes against him, in my opinion. Uh, now, if you're talking about defense, Butler's the best out of it. Well, I don't know about best out of those three because you have Giannis, who's uh, yeah. I think Giannis is insane. the best defender, yeah. but <laughs> but no, Butler is a better defender than Middleton. I actually have a parlay for this game. Okay. Uh, I don't know that it's a lock, but it's it's something I like. I've got the Bucks minus a point and a half. Kyle Lowry under 16 and a half points. I think the Milwaukee defensive pressure is they're just going to try and suffocate him. And I've got Bam over three and a half assists. It's plus 330. Okay, go over those legs again. You got um, – go ahead. Buck, the Bucks minus the point and a half. Mm-hmm. Lowry under 16 and a half points. <clears throat> and Bam over three and a half assists. I like it. I like it. Yeah, Bam's another guy. I don't necessarily. Uh, I don't buy the hype, man. I just never buy. I, every time I'm and I watch this guy in the Olympics uh, plenty. I watched him in the NBA plenty. Anytime I watch this guy, he's kind of to me. He's kind of a hybrid. Um, he's a hybrid. Uh, you know, obviously center slash guard. He's a point forward almost. But in my opinion, he does both the things. He does guards. He has guard skills. He has center skills. But he doesn't do the big man stuff as well as uh, he's he's not elite at that stuff. Like I watch him sitting, like for instance, setting picks, getting rebounds, finishing down low. He's not elite there. I don't know if you have stats that prove me wrong with that, but um, with the eye test, he just, he just doesn't he doesn't look elite at that stuff. And the guard stuff isn't necessarily as strong as um, some would lead you to believe either. So I I don't buy the hype with him. I think he's a good player. I think he's a fine player, but I don't think he's got that upside. People do. What do you think, man? Um, with Bam, I like to think of it, if he, if you look at his 2K ratings, like the letter grades, he's just a B all the way across the board. He, he doesn't necessarily excel at a whole lot other than they do, they do a really good job of using him as the playmaker pivot point there at the elbow. And when they have, when they had Drogic and, uh, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson running around, it, it's a lot easier to play. Like they still have Hero and Robinson. Lowry's not quite the off-ball mover that Goron was. But I think Bam is. I think he's good. I think he. I think he's a. I think he's a really good center who is not elite, like you said. And he doesn't have this. He doesn't have the side. Like like Vucevic isn't elite either, but he's just so big that when if he gets in the way at the rim, mm. he is at least like a. I saw some, I don't know who wrote it. I don't remember who wrote it, but somebody said Vucevic isn't a rim deterrent. He's a rim filter. You have to get through him just to get to the rim. And Bam isn't that. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Um, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not quite buying Mr. Uh, preseason Tyler Hero yet. I don't I don't know. Um, we'll have to see how it go, looks in the regular season. But obviously, he had a very underwhelming. Uh, second season last season so we'll see how the regular season goes i think he's going to have a better season this year but I'm, i don't think he's going to have those huge lines that he had in the preseason that's just that's a preseason special has that written all over it for me so um but anyway so we're both on bucks minus two uh that's now minus two and a half i still like it out there guys i think trey you, you still like it too so if you want to grab it at minus two and a half i think that's totally fine i don't think you're losing a lot of value there um i do actually have one more play that i am going to be putting a bet on here mr trey 
and it has to do with the uh, with the Bucks Heat game also, which is the game I'm, I'm most looking at when I'm when I'm betting. Uh, just a little tip for you guys: bet what you know. Don't go out there betting the Lakers or the you know Warriors if you don't watch them ever. You know, bet teams that you watch. Um, I watch the Bucks quite a bit. I've watched the Heat quite a bit in, in the last couple of seasons. So, uh, so I am betting here on Grayson Allen having over 2.5 three pointers made at plus 154 odds. Um, on my bookie, um, we don't have any odds up just yet, but uh, for over unders, I should say. But you can grab the lines at having at least a number. So, um, if you go into their prop builder and then grab uh, Grayson Allen and then just put three point made and then three you'll get plus 154 odds. So I'm putting one unit on that to win 1.5 units. And uh, you're going to, I mean, Grace Allen's a guy, uh, I hit him. I had a two legger uh, through hoop balls, wager pass, which everyone should get, by the way, go get the wager pass 1499 a month. Um, but I had a two legger there with Drew holiday at over 4.5 rebounds and Grace Allen over 2.53 or actually over 1.53s um, last game. And obviously Grayson hit for me. He had 10, three, he put up 10, three pointers in their first game. And that was his only field goal attempts. He's got one rule on this team, and that's to shoot the three ball. He's got the green light. It's very obvious to me. I don't know if he's going to get 10 three-pointers up this game, but I think he's going to be more efficient because he was only three for 10 that last game. So if he's like three for eight, um, you know, we're we're making money here. So, um, And the Heat last year were 27th in giving up three-pointers. I know they dealt with COVID and people missing, but um, if they're going to give up a shot, um, to the to the Bucks here, it's going to be from beyond the three point line because they're a good defensive team. So um, you know a lot of teams end up shooting those threes against them. So Grayson, three 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 pointers at plus one fifty four odds. What do you think about that one, Trey? I love that one. I'm kind of mad I didn't I didn't see it myself. <laughs> that's a great that's a great call. Uh, I I watched Grayson uh, pretty closely because I knew you had that two legger going. And you're right. He has one job and one job only on this team, and it's to shoot threes. And he's getting open looks. He's yeah. getting he's getting really high quality looks. So I, that that's a very solid bet from you. Awesome, man. Yeah, and um, yeah. Again, I don't think he's gonna have ten shots, but I think he's gonna be a bit more efficient. So, like I said, I'm looking for like a three for eight line here, uh, which is still, you know, uh, that's about his average as far as his career goes. So, um, it should be doable for him. But yeah, guys. Um, Keep looking at my bookie. Like I said, the over-unders aren't quite there yet, but they're going to be open later today. I'm going to have some more uh, plays for you guys out in the wager pass for people that do have the hoop ball wager pass. Um, go get it. It's $14.99 a month. It's at, go to hoopball.com, hoop-ball.com, and snag that. And, guys, uh, for my bookie, uh, enter the promo code hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. When you make your first deposit, you can get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. Um, and uh, so you get a, put $1,000 in, you get a free 500 bucks. Um, courtesy of Hoopball, so uh, go go snag that. Um, but that's it. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be on uh, Bucks. I have, I, two. I, I, was, I, was, I have an, two parlays. I have an either or for you after this. Oh okay, no no problem. I, for our locks, so I'm on Bucks minus two and Grace Nell on three three pointers, and Mr. Trey is on Bucks minus two also. Go ahead, Trey. What do you got? So there's two other games tonight. Uh, so for the Mavericks and Hawks, here's my here's the parlay I came up with: Porzingis over 15 and a half points, mm-hmm. Trey Young over 24 and a half points, Capella over nine and a half rebounds, and Young over six and a half assists. It's plus 310. Okay, nice. Or or Golden State versus the Clippers. I have Golden State winning. Jordan Poole scoring over 15 and a half points. Curry scoring over 31 and a half points. 
Green getting five assists and Curry getting four assists plus 400. Nice. Are you, are you confident either of those enough to put a unit on it? I think I'm going to put a unit on the Hawks Mavericks one. I don't okay. have to pick a winner. I just have to have Trey Young to have a solid game and Porzingis and Capella yep. to come through. Um, yep. If you had to pick one of those, which one would you do? I was partial to the first one you were talking about. I was good. We're on the same one. page. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think it's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's a good parlay. And you know, sometimes you got to throw out some of those just to kind of accelerate our growth here. I am. Uh, I did kind of bury the lead a little bit there. I'm. Uh, my rating is at 102.6 around there, and uh, Mr. Trey's rating is at 100. Uh, 101. So he's at a cred rating of 101. I'm at a cred rating of 102.6 right now. If you guys are wondering why is it why are there decimals in there? Uh, I'll do a little gambling 101 with you here now <clears throat> and a little bit money management 101. Uh, I do adjust the unit size as our ledgers adjust. So um, you should always be betting a, a unit, which for you should be about 1% of your bankroll. So if you start with 100 bucks, each unit will be about a dollar. Sometimes that's not very exciting. So in real life, I actually bet 2% of my uh, payroll uh, for my units. And that's totally fine too. But between 1% and 2% for your units there. <clears throat> and what I do is if we um, have some units out there tied up in bets or if we lose units, I'm actually adjusting these down uh, and dividing our existing ledger by 100 so I can um, you know, make sure that we keep playing uh, just in case we bust out, which isn't going to happen because we're too good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to kind of protect us a little bit there. So, for instance, my current unit size for, or my unit size for the last show was uh, about 0.83 and Trey's unit size for the last show was 0.85. So. Um, just a little gambling one-on-one for you guys, but no, that's awesome. And I'm going to put you down for that parlay and that's going to do it for us guys. We've got our locks in, we've got that parlay in. So I'm excited. We'll see how things go. Um, like I said, if you guys are in the wager pass, wait, look out for some more plays from me and, uh, I'm Keith. You can find me on, on Twitter at, at BSBP Keith and Trey, where can people find you? At final, finally. All right. And don't forget to follow the show guys at, at BSBP underscore NBA. Go get these bets, man. Good luck.